Welcome back to the show, everyone. The W2 Prison Break Show. This is the podcast to help you fire your boss and become the CEO of your own business in under 12 months. I'm your host, Brian O'Neill, and this is day four of the W2 Prison Break Roadmap, the five-day podcast series to help you transition from nine-to-five employee to business owner and achieve financial freedom. I hope that you've enjoyed days one through three. If you have not listened to days one through three yet, please go back and listen to those first because there's an order to this. And then remember, make sure that you're signed up at w2prisonbreak.com forward slash roadmap. There's a link in the show notes that you can get all of this content, the audio, the video, the transcripts, the ebook that's coming delivered all to your inbox 100% for free. Okay, so to recap so far, the first day we were talking about mindset, how to get your mindset right, transitioning from nine to five employee to business owner, but that's not easy. We got to make sure we get our mind right. Day two, we talked about what side hustle are we going to pick, how to come up with ideas, how to use our own skills to monetize that versus going out to learn something brand new. And then day three yesterday, we talked about budgeting and financing and getting prepared financially for this. Not super exciting stuff, but very, very critical and absolutely essential if you're going to become a business owner and quit your nine to five job, which is the goal here. That's why you're listening. You want out of your life. You want a different life. Today, now we're in the business. Okay, we're in the business. We're in the early stages of our business. I'm going to talk to you about expectations, what you can expect in your business, how to manage those expectations, and what you should and should not be doing in your business, and some of the common hurdles and challenges that we all face and how to overcome them. And again, I'm always going to refer back to day one. If your mind is in the right place, when this stuff happens, and if there's one guarantee I can give you in life, this is going to happen. You are going to face challenges. You're going to face obstacles. You are going to doubt yourself. You're going to second guess yourself. Day one is probably the most important day. Getting yourself prepared for this stuff and understanding that you are always going to try to talk yourself out of this and you're going to listen to other people. But we got to get to the point where it's like, okay, this thing happened. I was prepared for it. I knew it was coming. Brian said it was coming. All the people that I talked to said it was coming. Now it's here. I'm not that surprised. I know what to do. All right. When you get into business, whatever side hustle that you picked, whatever business idea that you decided to go with from day number two, and you're doing your 10 to 12 hours per week, maybe you have a little less time, maybe you have more time. Everyone's going to be different. What I want you to do is focus on a few things. You do not have to have the entire business figured out and running and flowing and automated and systems and processes all from day one. If you get to that point, you're never going to launch, right? So you need to identify what are the handful of things that I can be doing right now that I should be doing right now, every day consistently, that will move the needle forward, that will get me to the point where, hey, I've got my first customer, I've got my first sale, right? And for the purposes of this series, we're going to assume that we have some type of online business. We're selling coaching, we're selling courses, we have an agency, like we're offering stuff to people that we're mostly online, we're not at a brick and mortar store. This stuff applies to that, but to give you the examples and make it cleaner in your head, this is what we're going to assume, that you have an online business. So I'm going to give you an example of what I did. When I started my real estate business, 
The only thing that mattered in the beginning, did I have to have my entity set up? Yes, I got my entity set up. I got my business bank account set up. I got all that stuff taken care of. I got with my tax person, or at least I knew who that was going to be. I didn't really need to have the tax person yet because I had no deals, right? I was just trying to get deals. So what's the first thing I got to do when I'm starting a real estate business? I have to get deals. If you have an online business and you have a sales course or you have an agency that offers something to business owners like, hey, I'll be your sales department or I'll be your marketing department or whatever it is that you're doing, you have to understand that the most important thing that you're doing is to find those people. You have to get the leads. If you don't have leads, you don't have a business. You'll hear me say that over and over. So for me, my leads were sellers. I had to call sellers. I spent all my time doing that. And I'm going to steal something from Alex Hormozy. He refers to it as what's referred to as the rule of 100. I don't even know if he invented it, but he talks about it all the time. 100. 100 minutes per day creating content. 100 reach outs per day. That would also be 100 phone calls. 100 of some variation of that getting customers per day every single day. There's a lot of content in these five days, these five day episodes. And I'm sitting here as, I, as this is coming out of my mouth. If there was one thing that you could do over everything else, it would be what I just said. 100 reach outs per day to get leads. You, you're going to win. You're going to win over a long period of time. You are going to win at your business. You're going to get leads. You don't have to be good at it because here's the reality of life. I could line up a hundred people in a room right now. One person, uno, not two, one will make a hundred phone calls a day. One person. So be the one and you're in the top 1%. Okay. Most people will not do it. Half of them probably won't do it at all. Some of them might make 50. And there's certainly not going to be anybody that does it 100 and does it consistently five days a week or seven days a week. If you can focus and commit and get to the point where you are getting 100 contacts in a day, creating 100 minutes of content, spending 100 minutes a day on reach out, spending 100 minutes per day on ads, if that's what you're doing to get leads, you're, you're going to win. All right. For me, it was calling sellers. So I spent all of my time calling sellers, rehearsing my scripts and calling sellers. That's all I had to do. There wasn't anything else to do. I had no business. So quit thinking you got to have this fancy, pretty, awesome website and all this stuff that doesn't matter. It's like, you got to get a customer. Go get, go get leads. Go get a customer. That's what you need to focus on. You will distract yourself until the sun comes up if you just continue to look at, oh, I got to have my website. I got to have my logo dialed in. I guess I got to have all this nonsense. You are avoiding doing the work. That's what you're doing. Identify what the major moves are in your business. By the way, you can farm all that stuff out, website, all that stuff, hire other people to do it. You don't need to do it yourself. What are the major needle movers that are going to get money in the door? And that's why we're doing this. The faster that happens, the sooner that you can scale this thing up and you can leave your W-2 job. Quit wasting time with all this other stuff that does not matter, that does not move the needle, that will just keep you right where you are. 15-minute phone call. Guys, I say it all the time. This is something you can bring with to the call. Hey, Brian, I've got this business. What are two or three things that I should be focused on every single day in the beginning? And that will expand, right? But the basics, the foundation are always going to be there. You always have to have your lead generation system dialed in. Always. Just there's no getting around that. 
That's tip number one. Now, 100 minutes a day, we got to get good at time management. That's not an easy thing to do, right? We got to do our time blocks. We got to make sure that we set aside time on our calendar to get that done. Are you going to be doing other things in the business? Yes, but identify the number one thing and make sure that that is the one thing that you get done every single day. And if you miss the other two or one of the other three, don't beat yourself up over it because you got the one thing done, the most important thing. If you can do one thing and one thing only, what is it, right? That's what we're trying to get to. And make sure you focus on that. All right, so in the beginning, we're doing the boring stuff, the blocking and tackling. It's not exciting. But the first time you get a customer, it's going to be awesome, okay? I spent a lot of time prospecting. When I got my first house under agreement, it was like one of the best days of my life. And I had sold hundreds of millions of dollars worth of equipment over the course of my sales career. I bought a house for $175,000 and it was the greatest deal I had ever made because again, I had put the, the grit and the work ethic in, right? It wasn't exciting. It wasn't sexy. It was me, a list and a phone and I earned it. There's nothing more satisfying than that when it's just you and nobody's watching you and you're doing that work and you get your first client and you get your first sale telling you you're going to have a much different experience and your confidence level is going to go up. You have proof of concept and it's like you throw gas on it and you just keep doing it and keep doing it. And you make sure that that machine, that lead machine never ends. You can add people to that lead machine, systems and processes and human capital, right? Once I started getting going, I had somebody calling for me. Like I didn't have to spend all this time doing cold calls. I had somebody do that. Then I have the warm leads. I talk to them. I close the deals, right? Then I have somebody else that I bring into the business to help me with all the admin stuff. Started at 20 hours a week, eventually went to four, went to 40. I'm building this thing up over three and a half, four years. You do it slowly. And again, I'm using my lines of credit. I'm managing my cash flow. I'm using funds from the business. I'm also using my credit lines where necessary. You're always managing that. And I'm also utilizing my coach, my mastermind, people that have done it before. I'm not going at this solo like, hey, what do I do when this happens? How do I handle this situation? I have a team of people. I have a CPA. If I have a tax question or if I have an LLC question, I know who to go to. We have all this stuff lined up. I'm not sitting in a dark room all alone by myself. And if, I, if something bad happens or if I have a question, I have nowhere to go except for Google. I have people. You got to have people. You got to have people that have done it before, who have gone through it. This content, this material is going to help you. My mastermind is going to help you if that's something that you're interested in joining and you haven't heard of W2 Prison Break Nation yet. We have a mastermind group and this is the type of stuff that we talk about because everybody in there either is a business owner, a solopreneur, or they want to become one. And we talk about this stuff all the time. As you're going through your initial days of the business, your first couple, three months, right? It's going to feel a little stagnant, right? Maybe you haven't had a win. Maybe you haven't had your first customer yet. That's okay. That's okay. You got to keep going. As long as you know you have your foundation in place and you're doing the reach out. So you always got to tweak. You always have to look like, hey, if you're doing this and you haven't hit your clients yet, like you have to look at, okay, I'm making 100 calls a day, 100 reach outs per day. How many people am I talking to? We got to track this stuff, guys, right? How many appointments am I booking? How many offers am I making? And then how many I'm closing? You got to look at all that stuff because that story, and again, if you have that and you book the call with me, I'll help you. I'm very good at tracking metrics and KPIs and understanding in a short amount of time what your problem is. 
Because what you'll end up doing is if you're doing the 100 reach outs per day or 100 calls per day or spending 100 minutes creating content and you have no way to track what's coming in, then you're just going to say, well, this doesn't work. I'm wasting my time. Well, you, you're not tracking, so you don't know what's not working. It could be if you're making 100 calls a day and you're getting X number of people on the phone, you might not be getting enough people on the phone. Or maybe there's a gap and you're not getting enough appointments, right? Because you're not saying the right things. You could have like what you're saying, a script issue. If you have people on a call, a potential client on a call, and you're not closing them. It's a script issue. You're either going to have a lead issue, not enough leads. You're not talking to enough people or your closing rate just isn't good. And that can all be fixed. But we won't know if you don't track it and measure it. So get a good system in place to make sure that you're tracking everything. The system I used was hashtags. Now, I would just say, hey, I called this many people, this many live. Uh, I counted that as a lead, someone I could send an offer to, so on and so forth down the line. And then I would track it. And then once you have like two or three months worth of data, you have actual percentages. 20% of the people I talk to, I get on the phone. 33% of them I book to, I convert to appointments. And I close 20% of them. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't track it. So make sure that you're tracking. Critical. What are some of the common challenges that we're going to face as a business owner? Brand new business owner, side hustle, doing our nine to five job. Look, inevitably, burnout's going to come. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel like cash it in, throwing in the towel. Me too. Four years of real estate, I've thought about throwing in the towel multiple times because this stuff is not easy. It's hard. You're like, man. But then I just think about one thing, one thing only. I remember why I'm doing this. I have an overly developed why, and most of you know what that is. It's my son, the words that he said to me that I promised myself and him that he would never say again, which is, I don't like it when you go. When I used to travel on planes, I think about that. And then I get over my little pity party and I get back to work and I say, okay, how can I change this business? To what, what tweaks do I need to make? Usually the giving up or the burnout is self-inflicted. It's not because of the business. It's because of how you're running the business. You don't have the proper expectations. You don't have the proper systems in place. You're doing too much. You're not taking enough breaks. You're trying to be everywhere all at once. And I've yet to meet a human being that can do that. So we need to make sure that the expectations are proper and you're managing all of this. Like you're, you're balancing, right? You're, you're taking care of yourself. You're taking breaks and you deserve breaks. Don't think you got to work 24-7. Big mistake I see a lot of entrepreneurs make is they just like, I'm just going to grind it out, right? I'm going to just burn the midnight oil. Will some of you do that? And will sometimes will that be required to get it off the ground? Yeah, 100%. That's the stuff that you're going to remember when you get your deal. It's like, hey, well, everyone else was in their nine to five and they went home and they watched Netflix for two hours. I was getting after it and I did this. And now I don't have to do that anymore because I did that work that other people are not willing to do. When you make an error, when you make a mistake, this is critical because you will make a mistake. You're going to screw something up. It's going to happen. I still mess up. I make these podcast episodes. I mess up. I'm like, oh man, I probably should have said that. I, I, I should have taken that out. I should have said, I shouldn't have said that, or I should have said this. It happens all the time. I just say to myself, look, I'm doing the best I can. I prepared. I'm doing the best I can. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to just keep going, right? I'm not going to shut the podcast down because I missed something or I said something wrong or because the episode sucked or nobody liked it, you got to keep going forward. And what can I learn from it? If you make an error, what can you learn from it? What is the takeaway? What is the opportunity? 
you should embrace the mistakes. Embrace the mistakes and understand that, okay, I've got some real life experience here. How can I, what can I evaluate? Instead of being like, oh, you stink and I'm, I told you this wouldn't work, Brian. What can I learn from it? How can I develop a better system or a better process so that that does not happen again? Then you have an opportunity to work on your mindset. Again, day one, we're, we're the process of working on your mindset is always, we're achieving mindset mastery. Okay, how can I take this situation and look at it as a way to improve my mindset, my entrepreneurial mindset? We're business owners now. We're becoming mentally dominant. We can handle this stuff. When we make errors, we go to our support system. Who's your support system? Who's your mentor? Who's your coach? Who's in your group? Who's your mastermind? Who's your other people that you're, that you're talking to? You're not talking to the negative people that are just waiting for you to mess up so that they can say, hey, I told you it wouldn't work. I told you so. We don't speak to them. We don't speak to them about this stuff. We talk to people who have actually gone through this. That is the right way to do it. So make sure your support system is in place before you take one on the chin. Because again, you're going to get hit. You're going to get body blows. You're going to get uppercuts. You're going to run off the road. It's just inevitable. So just accept it. And then when it happens, okay, what can I learn from this? What, what are the facts? What was my role? What could I have done better? Versus blaming everybody else. Because that's what we do as human beings. And we, we take that to our business as well. If I have somebody in one of my real estate properties that doesn't pay me, I can simply say, yeah, uh, they're terrible people for not paying me and whine about it. And they're ruining my business or this and that and just feeling sorry for myself. Or I could say this, I chose to put them in the house. I made the decision to become a business owner. I allowed them to tell me a story about why they couldn't pay me and I accepted it. So I point all 10 fingers at me, not them. If you start doing that, that is a recipe for burnout right there. So I, what do I learn from it? What do I learn from that situation? I learned that my screening process has to be better. I learned that I can't get sucked into these stories. Learning opportunity so that it won't happen again. I will not allow that. What did I allow to happen? How did I create this situation? Because I did create the situation. I chose to buy the house. I chose to put them in the house and I chose to listen to their stories and give them more time. And that didn't work for me. So I'm not doing that anymore. Same thing in whatever business you have versus, well, them, them, they, they, they point all at you, point it all at you. You're going to develop some real grit and some real mental stamina and resilience. Love that word, resilience in your business if you can start doing that. Quit blaming everybody else for the choices that you chose to make. You have to always be looking to pivot in your business, looking for opportunities to pivot. Sometimes something works well for you for a while, then all of a sudden it doesn't work. Well, instead of just continuing to do the same thing, we might have to look at different systems, different processes, different resources. Always be looking. You have to, as a business owner, evaluate the business. If you are working in a business, a side hustle, you have to dedicate time. In the beginning, you have your only 10 to 12 hours per week. You need to dedicate one of those hours of the 10 to 12 to not doing anything in the business, not doing the, the work and evaluating everything. How is this working? I call it CEO day. I have an entire day that I spend where I just work on the business. I used to be half a day. Now it's a full day because I have a full-time business. I have multiple businesses. In the beginning, you're going to want to spend time on that. Step back. Don't do any work in the business. 
and evaluate exactly what's going on. Strategize. What tweaks can I change? What's working? What's not working? Evaluate your KPIs, your metrics. Look at everything. You're also going to have to spend time looking at the finances as well. So step back and look at the business. Like overarching 10,000 foot view. Instead of doing work in the business, block time on your calendar. You're gonna, this is going to be huge for you as a business owner. And then get into that habit and you'll have an entire day. And then eventually you get to the point where that's all you'll be doing. A mentor of mine taught me this years ago. The job of the business owner, the job of the CEO is threefold. Number one, set the vision for the business. Number two, build the team. Number three, don't run out of money very important. Those are the three things that a CEO does. Now, can you hire a CEO eventually to do that? Sure. But that's your job. That's what you're focused on. Very simple. Three things. When it comes to growing your business and scaling, and again, we're going to talk about scaling on day five tomorrow. We're going to talk a lot about scaling your business, especially getting it larger and larger. But in the beginning, you're going to need to scale. So if something's working, how do we throw gas on it, right? If my ad system is working really well, can I spend more money? If the 100 minutes per day is working really well, do you, you're getting customers and you're getting sales, what can I add to that? Can I get that to 200? Can I add somebody into the business, hire someone to build that system up so that I can get more customers? And how do I handle those customers? Again, you got to look at ways to scale the business. You do that with human capital, investing in people, and you do that with systems. And you can, and now like tech guys, tech is advancing like every 30 seconds or something else out there. So you got to look at ways to automate your business, right? So that you're not doing all this stuff that an automation machine could easily do for you, or that you could simply hire other people to run those automations. Okay. Again, 15 minute call. Let's talk through that when you have your business set up. I want to hear from you. Hiring the right team is so important. What's even more critical is making sure that you're training the team correctly, empowering them. One of the biggest reasons that my team and my real estate business did so well is because I empowered them. I spent time with them. I trained them. I had weekly meetings with each one of them. 30 minutes, I had a weekly meeting with all of my VAs. And whatever they needed to work on, that's what we worked on. They came to the call prepared. Same with my coaching, one-to-one -one coaching clients, and same with my mastermind. When I hold these calls, it is not me barking at you for an hour. It's, hey, what do you need my help with? How can I help you do your job better? What do you need from Brian? Now, I, I would have a few things to, to speak to them about, but they came prepared. And that is why they did so well, is because they took the time to say, hey, Brian's helping me out, and he's giving me the freedom to do my job. That's the other thing you have to do. You have to set the proper expectations with your employees. You have to empower them, give them the resources and the tools that they need and let them do their job and be there for them when they need help. You do that and you have a great vision for your business and you have a great purpose and mission and values, core values, and you share that with them, you're going to build an awesome team. Now, if you have somebody on your team that is not meeting those expectations, then you have to make, the, you have to make a move. You have to make a change. It's okay to make a bad hire. Don't beat yourself up over that. It's not okay to keep a bad hire. So turnover is part of life. It's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to make a mistake. Don't beat yourself up over it. Recognize that, hey, this isn't working. It's time to make a move. And do it. Make a decision. Business owners, you need to make decisions. And you need to live with your decision.
And you're going to have to make a lot of decisions. That's what being a business owner is about. You're making decisions constantly. So hiring the right team, making sure you're empowering your team and training your team. I do have a really cool course that I'm going to be putting together. This is going to be uh, available for my mastermind group only, where I'm going to talk exactly about this, how I go about finding virtual assistants, training them and empowering them and building the business and letting them run the business, right? And then again, I'm the CEO. I'm doing the three things. I'm setting the vision, I'm building the team, and I'm not running out of money. Those are the three things that we're focusing on doing. We're trying to get to that point. That's where we're going. Not doing all the work, not making all the phone calls, not doing all the deals. If you want to do some of that, that's totally fine. But that's what we're trying to get to, to that point where we're building this thing up. And then one day it's like, hey, you know what? I only have to work like four hours a day. And I can go take a month off if I want to, and my business won't fall on its face because I'm not there. Last section here, and then we're going to wrap up the episode. How do we balance all this stuff? We talked a little bit about this on day two, balancing your side hustle with your main hustle. But now we're building our business up, right? We're getting it a little bit more. We're spending more time. We're getting a little bit more involved. Maybe we're starting to like not work as much in our nine to five because we can see that like, hey, this could be my exit. This is starting to work. It's maybe getting away from you, right? You're trying to balance everything. You got your nine to five. You got a family. You got your side hustle. You're trying to grow that thing up. You're hiring people. It, it can be overwhelming. It can feel pretty heavy, right? You got people working for you that you feel, hey, they're relying. I got people relying on. Before my nine to five, it was like, I didn't have people really relying on me unless you were a high level manager. It was like, I just got to go and do my job. Now you got your family relying on you. Know, now you got your business. So this can get heavy. Again, day one, the mindset, preparation, self-care, which is part of this. So here's some strategies for handling that because this can be, again, burnout is a real situation. Okay, You got to set boundaries with people. Everyone in your life you need to set boundaries with. If you're starting a business and you're doing this and you have goals, vision for your life, share it with your family. Sit them down at the table. Hey, this is, guys, this is what I'm trying to do. This is where I, I want to go. I'm going to work some longer hours in the beginning, but here's what's going to happen when this works. I'm going to have more time with you. I'm going to leave my job. Set the expectation. I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. I'm trying to get to the point where I don't feel like I'm ignoring you, where I can spend more time with all of you and be present for your life. But I, in the beginning, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. I can't tell you how powerful a conversation like that would be if you actually had it with your family. And then they're supporting you and rallying you versus, well, Mom or dad, they're just doing this thing and they're not really paying attention to it. Have the conversation with them. Be open about it. Lay your business plan to them out on the table. Share it with them and share it with them multiple times. My wife and I have a weekly meeting. Every Monday morning, we have a weekly meeting. I talk to my son about my business all the time, all the time, about what I'm doing, about how I'm feeling. So you got to set boundaries with people between your work and your personal time. Everyone in your house, outside of your house. You have to get better at time management. Ineffective time management will lead to burnout. You must get a grip on this. It's going to just destroy you. Don't let people suck your time. You run the day. The day does not run you. Business owners live that way. They do not react to everything. They respond. They evaluate. They respond. Don't be in reactive mode. That's how you're living right now. You're trying to get out of that. Don't let people suck your time away from you. 
I'm filming this podcast right now. I have no notifications on. I have no dings. My focus is 100% on this episode. There is no other focus. People know not to knock on my door. People know not to bother me. People know my phone is on silent. My windows are closed. I've got one thing that I'm focused on, and that is what has allowed me to do stuff well. It's because I'm not distracted. I'm not doing two things at once. Self-care, critical. Got to take care of yourself. You cannot be at your best. You cannot serve your business. You cannot serve your family if you are not 100% at your best. I'm talking about your meditation practice. I'm talking about your gratitude practice, your health and fitness, your wellness, taking breaks, taking yourself on dates. A mentor of mine taught me that. Like, go out and take yourself on a date. Just you doing something that you love, put it in your calendar, go and take a break. When you're feeling that way, when you're feeling a little bit burned out, just quit, take a break. The world can wait. You're not going to miss anything. I promise you, you're not going to miss anything. You all think you're going to miss stuff if you go out and do something not related to the business or not working all the time. You're addicted to the work. That's the problem. You're addicted to it. You're addicted to the dopamine hit. You got to take a break. And then what happens is, is like, yeah, I'm working so much. I hate this work. Yeah, you should. You should. If you do something over and over, eventually you, you, you start not to like it. So you got to take breaks from it. Focus on your self-care. Your mental and your physical health is crucial. You cannot help all these people that you want to help, your family, your employees, whoever your customers are, whatever business you have. You can't serve all these people if you're not serving yourself first, first and foremost. Now, some of you may not believe, believe in that, but this is the truth. You got to take care of number one first, and then you can take care of everybody else. Awesomely. Is that a word? Awesomely? I don't know. Throughout your day, schedule regular breaks in your calendar. Work for 45 to 50 minutes. Take a 10 to 15 minute break. Get out of the office. Get out of the business. Go for a walk. Do 10 air squats. Do some push-ups, whatever. Go talk to your family if you work in the house. Just get out of the business. You'll be much more efficient if you do that. I promise you. Make sure that all of your self-care stuff is in your calendar so you know you do it. Set reminders on your phone. Just make it part of your life. And the more you do it, the more it becomes like brushing your teeth. I always say this. If you want, think about how you can make any new habit that's going to serve you and your family and your business, make it as easy as brushing your teeth. Brushing our teeth is automatic. Gratitude should be automatic. Meditation should be automatic. You working out should be automatic. You taking breaks should be automatic. As automatic as brushing our teeth. A lot of us don't like to brush our teeth, but we do it anyways. What happens if we don't brush our teeth? They're going to fall out and nobody wants that. What happens if you don't take care of your body? It's going to deteriorate and eventually you're going to get burned out. You're going to get overweight. You have to go to the doctor. Maybe you'll get some type of health props. Nobody wants that. Make it as automatic as brushing your teeth, okay? Or any type of self-care that you do because you know that there's a consequence if you don't do it. What is the consequence if you don't take care of yourself? Be clear on that. You know what the consequence is if you don't brush your teeth. What is the consequence if you don't take care of you, your mental health, your physical health? All right, we're wrapping up day four here. I really appreciate you guys listening to this, and I hope this serves you. I really do. I love your feedback. Tomorrow is day five. We're wrapping it up here, day five. It's a little bittersweet. But we still have one more day. We're going to scale your business. Now, tomorrow, we've left the nine to five, or maybe we're very close. Our business is generating revenue. What do we do now? 
How do we make that transition? We're going to talk a lot about mindset because leaving the job is going to be hard. I'm telling you guys, it was hard for me and I had the money. We're going to get into that tomorrow. I really appreciate you. Take the resources in this episode and utilize them. I'll see you tomorrow. Make it an excellent day.